this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and here we are on February 1st, 2023. Can you guys believe it? We're already in 2023. Like, I remember just yesterday thinking it's 2020, you know, and now I'm like, okay, it's 2021, it's 2022, and now it's 2023. Like, time flies, I guess, when you're having fun, you know? So, we're going to consider it to be fun (laughs) these past couple of years because we want to be able to think the positive anyway, right? But I hope every one of you doing fine and great wherever you are here in the world. We have so many uh, people around the entire globe from Australia to Taiwan to Singapore to Canada. Hello, Mexico. Hello, uh, Brazil. We have so many people around the world who always write into us and say, Jeremy, I really love your podcast. It really touches on things I need to hear or I, or I really desire to hear. And uh, so I'm so glad for that. And you know, one thing I'm going to talk about today is actually my book of the month for this February, because today being February 1st, hello, uh, we are starting a brand new month, and I want to talk about the book that's came that's coming out this month, or just came out, uh, to our book of the month people on their program, which I really want to encourage you to get on our book of the month program, folks, because that way you can get a book every month from me shipped to you in the mail. You really need to be a part of that. Uh, but it, it is for those for, who live in the United States of America. And if you don't, no problem. We can still work with you. You can just call the office and say, hey, I live in you know, Canada. I live in Brazil. I live in Singapore. And I would love to be able to be on Jeremy's Book of the Month program. Can you walk me through it? Tell me what to do. And we'll be glad to help you. But I'm telling you guys, you really need, I'm encouraging you guys, you, need, you really need to be on this program because a book every month is great. We need to be able to at least read 12 books a year at least, guys, because it's helpful, it's empowering, and knowledge is power. But imagine how many times God has told us in His Word, you know, that we suffer from a lack of knowledge, you know, and to train up our children the way they should go. That means teach them and educate them. So I want to encourage each one of you to get on the program. You can get off of it, off on it uh, anytime you want to. It's not, it's not going to lock you in anything. But uh, once you get on the program, it just automatically deducts your payment every month for you, to where you don't have to worry about it. It saves you a lot of money. It shipped your house the first week of, of the month, every month, and it's autographed. So, hey, you know, you can't beat that. Plus, you get the free ebook with it sent to your email every month. I mean, come on, guys. Like, this is this is a steal, right? But I want to talk to you guys today about this book because it's called Freedom from Religion. Freedom from Religion. And so many people throughout the years have been asking me, you know, why don't you write on the subject? Because we are so torn. We don't know what to do because, you know, right when we think we are free, we're really not free. Right when we think we are not religious, we find ourselves being religious. You know, we fight it every day. The truth is this, first of all. And that is that we're all religious to some degree. All of us have some type of religious background. And and, and I'm saying that to say a lot of times Christians can really be decep- deceiving because they don't realize they are. But a lot of times we'll say, hey, you know, we're free, we're free, we're free. But yet the Buddhists and the Hindus and the Muslims, they're all in religion, wrapped up in religion. But, you know, we, we're wrapped up in relationship. And I want somebody to say, yes, I can see what you're saying. Unfortunately... 
You know what? There are, I've met many, many, many Christians who say, oh, I'm totally not religious. And they turn out to be very religious, you know. And so there's things that you really have to be able to understand because all of us can deceive ourselves. And just because you, you know, we think we're in a type of religion slash relationship with Christ, you know, doesn't mean that we are completely, totally free. Because the Bible says, you know, if you know the truth, you know, when you know the truth, it sets you free. And and knowing that truth that sets you free, it's letting you know right off the bat that, that scripture is separate from, hey, if you know Christ, you know, you're free, right? Because it basically what it's saying to you is, if you, you know, when you know the truth, it shall set you free. So you see there, there's a difference. There's a diversity here. There's a polarization, for lack of better words, letting you know that just because you know Christ doesn't make you free, right? It's, it's knowing the intimacy of what true flexibility and what and and liberation that Christ can bring to you is what truly sets you free but just knowing him does not set you free because you have to realize you still have so many things attached that are entangled in your soul from the day you were born and so you have to go back and begin to release these things and it's not just about hey I'm going to pray and it's and it's a one time wham bam thank you ma'am mentality pardon my language but you know so many people think it is just oh I'm free I'm free and they turn right back around it's like the Bible says that a dog returning back to their vomit because it because it's comfortable. It goes back to, to being comfortable, uh, you know. And so religion within itself is still embedded within Christianity, and um, the Bible makes it plain, you know, that you know having a form of, of godliness but denying the power thereof. That doesn't mean necessarily like I'm denying the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm denying you know the charismatic move. I mean, no, it's not that easy, folks. It's having a form of godliness where you sound godly, you look godly. You know, don't we have people out there who would wear nothing more than skirts and not pants because oh, you know, it's 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 unholy, which is not even biblical at all. You know, makeup no makeup, which is not even biblical at all. You know, wearing jewelry is not even biblical at all, as far as if you can or can't or shouldn't or should. I mean, you know, it's just it, it's it's so ridiculous when we think about all the traditions we begin to to stir up and and muster up and create, for lack of better words, and then we throw them into a religion that lets us know that we're free. And so you can't have a mixture of freedom and spirituality. You just can't. And so spirituality is truly found within the premises of Christ. And knowing that you understand the freedom that that sounds free, but doesn't sound religious. And I want to give you guys just a little bit of example today of my book on freedom from religion. I never really read for my book, but I want to be able to read it for a couple of minutes today because I want you to be able to hear something that maybe you're not familiar with. It says this, The spirit of religion deceives us by taking the form of Jesus and turning him into just another graven image. You might find yourself thinking yourself, I'm wearing a cross, but yet the cross within itself can be a form of religion because it's still an idolization of a item or a trinket. So many people put so much faith within even types of idols or trinkets, such as even a cross, etc., etc. And many times we don't stop to look at the fact that anything we can attach ourselves to that actually has a matter, because energy is slowed down to matter, is still considered an idol. Now, I want to continue to read this for a moment. And that is this. It says, right now, even if you read these words, there is a form of godliness going through, going forth throughout the world. In fact, it's sweeping the globe uh, by record speed, sweeping up countless un unsuspecting victims and leaving it in uh, a wake utter uh, devastation and delusionment. 
This form of godliness knows exactly how to play the part. It looks the part, dresses the part, and acts the part. Make no mistake, the religious heart is the enemy of the spirit. I love that. And it stands against the work of the Lord in our lives. It's the ultimate con job. To better understand this, I feel it's important to look deeper into the history of the church in order to understand just how we got here and where we are today in the body of Christ and what actually went wrong. And then throughout the book, I begin to talk about a lot more things as far as where this stuff started and basically, you know, how we end up getting here where we are now. And and one of the things in the book you will find is the difference between what I call religion and spirituality. Now, the word spirituality has been taken on as a form of almost like its own type of religion, for lack of better words, um, but yet it sort of kept itself at a place strongly where it's not in a religious bond or it's not a religious uh, wall. And what I mean by that is this, is, you know, spirituality comes the word spiritual or spirit. Now, when you think of spirituality, the Bible says those who worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So, in order for us to truly know Christ, we have to begin to worship Him by spirit. And that means take on no form. It means take on no form politically, take on no form in a type of religious, uh, I mean, let's say denominational setting. It means take on some type of form of anything that is in this natural world because spirituality found in Christ cannot hold or house a form or a structure because the Bible makes it plain to us. Those who worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. Which and, and by the way, let me just say something to you as well. When we say in spirit and in truth, the word in truth there in the original Aramaic language does not mean what you think it does. It doesn't mean you got to be free to worship me. What it actually means is it's actually referring into a nowness, a state of nowness. Isn't that amazing? So the original Aramaic language is actually letting you know if you worship me, you should worship me really in your authenticity, in your authentic uh, 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 person that God has created you to be. So you worship God in your authenticity, which means in your spirit, which means it has no boundaries, no definition, no terminology. There's not a certain cookie cutter way in which you need to worship me, but it says you need to be free. So when we talk about, you know, those who worship me in spirit, it means worship me with nothing on your agenda. It means worship me with no program, worship me with no boundary. Um, and then it, sa- then it says, and if you're going to worship me, you're going to have to update yourself by having the renewed mind which basically saying this live in the now moment so worship me in my nowness worship me in your nowness be present now in a boundless and yet also in uh, you know balanced structure but also in without an infrastructure and that's the key thing that the scriptures are telling us which is really powerful is it not Whoever had ever thought that, that we take from this meaning the nowness but yet it does and that's what exactly what it means and it means no form no structure and sometimes we get so alluded towards or how we run from some so far from structure that we tend to get into a structure that we're creating in that moment because we're running so far out of fear to get out of a structure and we have to begin to realize that's not what the scriptures are talking about you don't try to find something to be free just to be free what it's letting you know is when you begin to really um when you begin to understand the organ uh, the um organic way the enthusiastic, organic, um, spontaneous way of just worshiping God right now with nothing on your agenda, no point, you know, no addition here, no subtraction, just literally just diving in there. That's what it's, it's letting you know. 
And so here we're hearing this where it says, you know, um, many people have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. And so we're recognizing here what it's saying here is having the form or the structure of what you think it looks like, but yet you're denying the boundless you're you're denying the whole organic you're denying the whole authentic you're denying the whole way of letting it just come out of your belly and yet letting it flow naturally versus hey this is how you're supposed to lift your hands this is how you should do this and do that and so it's letting you know so spirituality really is a form of saying this and that is I'm led by the spirit so when we hear when we think of spirituality, we think, oh, spirituality, that's like that's new age, Jeremy. That's new age. No, it's not, not at all. Religion, relig you know, if the Bible mentions anything, the Bible makes it plain, it is the form of religion and traditions that literally dismember the power of God within his word. And so if you think about it, it is the power of tradition and religion that literally strips away the power the, you know, to create an infrastructure that you can try to house it in. That's what it's pretty much saying. And so when it says you have a form of godliness, that means you, that means you, you try to look good. You try to, you know, fit into the organization of the structure that you feel is going to make you comfortable, but you deny the power of realizing that it's got to be no structure, organic, authentic, originated from, you know, originated from your heart, not from your pastor's heart or anybody else's heart. And so here we're realizing that having a form of godliness, denying its power, means the power of letting yourself be free, letting yourself flow freely and being led by the Spirit. That's why the Bible says we're led by the Spirit, not even by the Bible, because it's letting you know that it can't be held into a law or it can't be held into a structure. It's going to be held within an, an boundless um, uh, place that has no structure and no walls to it. That's what spirituality really represents. And that's why sometimes people fight not to be able to put spirituality into a form because they don't want it to form. And therefore, and sometimes when we look at the world system, maybe let's say New Age, whatever you want to call it, we think of well, anything goes, anything goes. But what the scripture is letting us know here is anything goes in, in, in the content of your worship with God and your understanding of who God is within your life. And so what you're going to worship in out of is not anything that you want to welcome into your life. It's anything from the heart that is offering up a sacrifice of love to God. And in other words, put it, to put it bluntly and plainly, it's intimacy. Spirituality is built nothing more on the intimacy of the spontaneous nowness of you worshiping God, coming from out of your belly, shuffle rivers of living water in this now reality. And not being told how to do it, when you should do it, what to do. So a lot of times when you think of religion, and here's the thing, is a lot of times, and I'm not saying that when somebody's religious because they say, praise God, hallelujah. It doesn't make you religious. It's the understanding of your ritual of it. And here's the key thing people don't realize is many people get into a ritualistic form, which actually is very traditional. So when you get in church, for example, you know, if you really have an ear to hear and eye to see, if you've really awakened to the reality of understanding what I'm telling you, then you'll get in church and you'll hear people say, preach it, brother, preach it. And no matter what the preacher says, he could say, hey, we're all going to heaven today, praise God. And you know what? They'll say, preach it, brother. Or they might, he might even say something that says, you know, we're all going to get caught up in the spirit right now. Preach it, brother. And if you're not careful, 
he could say something that could sound very, very powerful, but yet be very wrong and, and, and way off. And yet if you're, you're on autopilot mode, you're going to find yourself saying, praise Lord, Anna, preach it, brother. And so you, that's when it becomes an idol to you. And so, you know, sometimes your language can even deceive yourself. And that's why for me, I'm not one of those people. Now, now when I say, well, God, praise God, that's good. I mean it. But when it deals with other things, I'm very non-religious. I don't, when I meet you, I don't have to sit here and say, oh, prophet, prophet brother. How, how you doing, brother? Hallelujah. I'm just like, hey, how you doing? What's up? You going to the store? What kind of music you listen to? Hey, which favorite song? What's going on? That's, that's me. Because I'm, I'm a very non-religious person because I don't want my language to be a ritual. I don't want my actions to be a, really, uh, a ritual. What I want for me is non-tradition. What I want for me is to be authentically me. If you want to know the difference between religion and spirituality, here it is right here in a nutshell. Spirituality allows you to be you, the authentic you that God created you to be with, with no strings attached, but you being alive in your gifting, you being alive in your talent, you being alive in your career, you being alive in your joy, you being alive in your hob your hobbies, you being alive in relationships, you being fully present and alive and aware and being all 101% authentically you. That's what it boils down to. And religion begins to create a new uh, uh, infrastructure with you that has a mask over it that that mask away the really authentic you and before long you deceive yourself as feeling as if what I am is a prophet when I sleep what I am is a prophet when I go to the bathroom what I am is I'm a, I, I'm a prophet that demands some type of honor or authority uh, I, I'm an apostle to my wife I'm an apostle to my husband I'm an apostle to my children and then all of a sudden before long guess what you have lost yourself because the real you has nothing to do with being an apostle or prophet that happens to be the overflow that happens to be the spiritual side of you that is supposed to live in a, in a place of liberation to liberate you and liberate other people not in a place to to hide you to where before long you take on the persona of the title because guess what you've done then you've deceived yourself because when you're at home you're not an apostle to your wife you're not a, a prophet to your children you are a husband and a dad who plays baseball and and football or going to ballerina dances with your dollar son whatever and and having fun and cutting up and laughing and rolling, rolling on the floor with your children playing games watching TV taking the movies, take them to the ballparks, that is your authenticity. And not even to get lost within the titles of those, those personas as well. But allowing the true authentic you to flow freely and literally just bust out of the seams to where you live a spontaneous life organically. That is what it means to live in freedom of Christ. And so when you think of freedom versus religion, um, Spirituality, you have to begin to understand that, that it's so easy to lose yourself in a religion, in a, in a tradition, even in a format of, oh, oh, our praise and worship at church is so free, so free. That's powerful. But every chance it gets, religion tries to take on this, this spirit, this sort of deceptive type of spirit form that actually wants you to be able to get hooked into it. Why? Because it gets a paradigm in you, a mindset in you, and you're automatically beginning to be programmed of how I do it. I'm beginning, beginning to be programmed on why I do it. I'm beginning to get programmed on what I am when I'm doing it. And before long, you, you, you're already gone. There's no more you. 
There's no more you. And you can't say, well, I don't live anymore. It's Christ lived in me. Christ would never live in a confined state of consciousness. Live in a state uh, that is allowing you to get comfortable with how I do it, why I do it the way I do it, and this is what I'm called, and this is what I demand, and this is what I, you know, I should be honored, and I, and, and then you go on and on and on. Before long, you have lost yourself. And that's where we have to realize that that does not make you free. Freedom has nothing to do with your titles. Liberation has nothing to do with, with, with the, the way you do things. That's religion and tradition. And so true spirituality in Christ is found in you being as authentic and as original, which makes you powerful, which makes you strong, because it's not the title that doeth good like a medication. It's not the prophet that does it, that causes you to do good like a medication. It is the joy and the laughter that is coming up spontaneous out of your heart. That's what makes a good form of medication. And so when you even think of it from that angle, you realize one thing and that is this it is the spontaneous joy that is found in you that is unspeakable that begins to come out of your heart and out of your soul that laughs hilariously at a comic or a joke or something funny you watch on TV that is your medication so even God's medication does not have a structure a form or tradition or title connected to it I hope today was actually a blessing to you guys. I know I went a little deeper today than I normally would, but I wanted to sort of bring you a little bit more of the, for lack of a better word, we'll say the structure of the book, because I want to be able to bring forth the difference between religion and spirituality. And I encourage every one of you to get this book today. Go on the website, identitynetwork.net, and download uh, the ebook or order the book, Freedom from Religion. It's a blessing. It'll help you to understand why you've been doing the things you've been doing and how you've been thinking and really take on a new form of thinking. And you will truly feel free and liberated and not worry about other people think about you and not feel like you have to say certain things to make yourself appear as a Christian. You know, uh, and I always say this, and people used to say, I'm wearing a Christian t-shirt. You know, no, you're not. A t-shirt can't be Christian. <laughs> you know, I got a, a Christian, you know, a watch on, a Christian t uh, jeans on. No, nothing can be Christian except a person. So that right there strikes down, you're religious. <laughs> and so there's so many things that that people attach themselves to, you know, crosses and everything. And it doesn't mean it's wrong to wear a cross, not by all means, not at all. But what it means is where your power lies. What, do you, what kind of power are you putting within the things you're wearing or you're saying or you're doing or what your title is or even putting the power within your giftings? Because a lot of times people get lost in their giftings. I'm not a prophet. Now, I am a prophet, but I'm not a prophet um, away from me prophesying. I'm Jeremy Lopez, who has fun, who enjoys um, different types of foods, who laughs his head off, who goes to movies, and has a blast with his friends and family members. That's who I am, and that causes me to truly be spiritual, because spirituality is based on me being free. If I'm if I'm in bondage one bit, I'm not into a place of, of, of truly being spiritual at all. And my language doesn't fight that as a weapon of warfare. My language encourages that. And so the language takes on the meaning of the structure. And before long, I become the very thing I did not want to become. 
and I lose myself. And I, I, I don't want that for you. So order that today, Freedom From Religion. Download it, order the book. I'd be glad to autograph it for you guys. If so, have a blessed day. And as we always, we always like to close the podcast by saying this. If you don't like your day, great news, folks. You can change your day, change your thoughts, and you will change your life. I promise you, your life will start going in a totally different direction the moment you change how you're thinking. God bless. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.